rise and shine, Upper East Siders. It's time for your annual checkup. Lucky for you, doctors take their confidentiality seriously around here. All right. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I am Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we watched season five, episode two, Beauty and the Feast. Original air date was Mean Girls Day, October 3rd, 2011. (laughs) Written by Sarah Goodman, directed by Mark Piznarski. Another Piznarski. Again. Two for two. Nate reconnects unexpectedly with Diana, the woman from L.A. who offers him an exciting job opportunity. Michelle's shaking her head. Meanwhile, Serena asks her cousin Charlie to come back to New York with her. Demands. Demands. Dan seeks out Chuck's help to stop the publication of his book, but discover discovers it is Chuck who needs help. Blair's future sister-in-law, Beatrice, arrives from Monaco, but her motives with Blair may be more than just to be acquainted. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. My Glassful of Gossip tonight is titled, Ease the Pain, and pain as in P-A-Y-N-E for Diana Payne. Oh, Perfect, too, with that ginger tea. Yes, and I picked ginger tea to help with nausea. Yeah, I mean, that was great. (laughs) It was great. Because poor Blair is suffering with her morning sickness. I feel for Blair in this episode. I feel that's awful. Yeah. And it's so, it's like such high stakes. Yes. You know, to be pregnant and then have to be going to all these events and not telling anyone and having to be sick all the time. I mean, it's, it's always high stakes, like you said. But doesn't even know who the father is. And, ugh, that makes it even worse. You can't tell anybody. Well, usually so early on you don't tell you anybody. Don't. But your partner, you, hopefully. She, she doesn't even have that. And luckily she told Dorota in this episode. My heart. I love their friendship. Oh, me too. It's so sweet. Um, but let's remind everyone my three gossip words from last week. So we had doctors, which you pretty much nailed. Sister, which you, you got you it after me. I gave you some clues. And then numb for obviously Chuck. Yeah. And I, yeah, Chuck. Just specifically, Chuck. Yeah. So let's start out with Miss Valley Girl herself, Serena. I know she was getting on Michelle and I's nerves this uh, week. What is up with Serena? Like, she's always peppy and we love her for it. But yeah. this is a whole new level. Sometimes it's like peppy and you're like, just take a, just take a seat, Serena. Just well, relax. Turn it down a notch. Just turn it down a little bit. She is just, she was just a little too much. Yeah, and I we gave her MVP last week, so it's like how the mighty mighty always <laughs> fall, especially when it comes to Serena. But yeah, so she's she's still living in LA. She's preparing for this new job with Jane, who is going to be her new boss, and so she's on her way to meet up with Charlie because last week she bumped into Charlie, and now she's waiting for Charlie to kind of explain herself where she's been, um, but. As we know, Charlie is Ivy, and she's got a lot of explaining to Poor do. Poor Ivy, just trying to live her life on other people's money, right. and Serena really fucked this up for her and her boyfriend. Yeah, like how how did she get to LA though? It's just crazy that that that's the place that she chose to be. So her boyfriend wants to become a chef. He wants to be a chef, yeah. And it sounds like she wants to become an actress. actress. Is that true though? I don't know. I don't know yet as of yet at least so it seems to be the truth because why would you move to LA and why would you move to LA to become a chef like you can become a world renowned chef like anywhere right 
right unless give or take but like ivy's dream was to become an actress not charlie's dream there are two people now right so and then i'm thinking okay well maybe she like use this charlie persona as like good practice for acting she did a great job She did a phenomenal job pretending to be someone's blood and nobody recognizes that you're not the person so emmy goes to it's (laughs) sure sure She's sure that's the Emmy for this one. <laughs> um, but we pan over to Ivy, who she's talking to her boyfriend, Max. We learn his name, that she has an audition, but even though this is her cover-up to go meet Serena, because he doesn't know anything. She's lying to everyone now. Do we know how long they've been together? I don't know, and I wonder if they were maybe together while she was putting on this like facade, and she kind of just told him, like, oh, I'm going to go do a job for a few months or something like that. Right. I don't know. Oh, my God. It seems it seems like they're solid, but also fairly new. So I don't know. And also not a lot of background is given no. about each other. I mean, she can't even lie and say, oh, my cousin's in town. Right. Because he knows like, oh, wait, your mom, you're from Florida. And mm-hmm. right. It gets tricky. And then he knows that she has this checkbook. Right. But it's from grandpa. who passed. It's right. Not from. Grandma, stolen. not stolen, and not from a, a living relative who you're not related you're not, to. You're not them. You're not related to them. So right. he doesn't know that. He just knows that she has this like last resort check if she ever were to use it. <laughs> Little does she know she can't use it. But and she must have used her earnings because she was paid. Yes, Carol gave her money, so she must have used it to get this apartment in L.A. Right, because it's obviously not cheap. No. And if they both can't really make ends meet, then she must have had some some sort of income. Um, but yeah, so they, they live in a, you know, a little modest apartment yeah. in LA. And uh, so she goes to meet Serena and she's telling Max, oh, I haven't have the audition. And he's talking about the the fact that his friend moved to Portland and that he is now this big executive chef and he's doing really well out there and they should totally move. And uh, Ivy thinks that maybe don't don't get your hopes up just yet. We'll make it here. I promise. And she leaves to go meet Serena. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, just trying to keep it really like low key. And Serena's like, give me all the deeds. <laughs> she's like friends, boyfriends. And she's like, no. I know. None of those. And I, I can understand Serena in this because I'm that person. If I haven't seen you in a while, I'm like, oh, my God, give me the details. Yeah. Like, I am that annoying Especially friend. Like, how did you get out here? Right. All of the questions. That is me. I felt Serena in that. Yeah. I get it. But Ivy's not obviously not giving her anything. She doesn't want to tell her she even has a boyfriend because I guess that could lead to potential research of things. And yeah. Just would blow up her and then spot. she she keeps she's bringing this checkbook with her everywhere Which, and drops it at brunch. I am so confused why you would bring it to you to everywhere with you in your pocketbook, but also like it's safekeeping. But what if your pocketbook is stolen? But then also it's a check, so technically no one can really write out a check, right? And maybe right? she doesn't want to keep it in the apartment in case in he, case he they, sees and it's like, wait, what name is this? Right, right, because she he knows her as Ivy. <laughs> it's just really all messed up. Uh, but she claims again she doesn't have a boyfriend and her mom doesn't know where she is does she know that she's safe and that's all she should really know even I'm like well that's the truth because Carol she she doesn't know where Ivy is and Ivy probably doesn't want Carol to find out where she's been this whole time so 
Right. Well, also, if Serena was like, hey, Charlie's in L.A., Mm -hmm. I wonder what Carol would say because Carol knows, obviously, that's not her daughter. Right. Be like... But then again, she knows she's... I'm stole, assuming she knows well, she, yeah. she stole this checkbook from her. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> we have the lunch and the cousins are catching up. And Serena's like, well, you know, exciting news. Actually, I'm staying because I'm taking a, a semester off Columbia. <laughs> I'm like, how many... This She basically shouldn't... Not, you don't need to go there anymore if you keep taking She's forever on a sabbatical. Exactly. Um, and Ivy is like shook because she's like, shit, now I have to like keep figuring out how to keep lying to everyone in my life. And Serena gets even more excited because then she immediately calls her realtor and tells her we need two bedroom apartments because I'm staying and my cousin's going to move in with me. And Charlie's like, well, Ivy's like, whoa, this is a lot for me. But they go to look for apartments and Ivy keeps coming up with reasons not to really move in with Serena and Serena's kind of catching on. And then the realtor is like, you need to put a, a down payment on this ASAP because I have a lot of people who are interested in it. And Serena's like, oh, I can give you a check right now. I'll give you a down payment and realizes she doesn't have her checkbook. But Ivy, you have your checkbook. I saw it. I happened to see it fall out of your bag. Like Serena, first of all, like it, there's so many boundaries being crossed. It's bad. She pretty much demands her to be like, give her your checkbook. Right. You have it. Just do it. I know. And then Ivy's like, well, I've been spending a lot. And she's like, you've been spending X, Y, and Z. I don't think that that's like, you spent all your money. Like, she's like, thinking that she like knows right. what's up. And you don't, Serena, at all, obviously. But she she really does like push her. And so Ivy's like, I have an out-of-state check. Is that Okay. Right. What do I do? You just have to write your information, your yeah. bank info. But also, like, Serena, you and your cousin are newly acquainted. Right. And there was the whole thing that happened. And and she even says, like, oh, I think this is going to make me depressed because I'm near. She comes up with, she's trying to come up it's with something. about something. near water. And-, and instead of just being a firm, listen, I don't want to do this. She should have just said, I'm living with a friend and I'm happy. But Serena probably would have kept pushing. Right. And Angelina in the chat was like, "Well, Serena's just probably lonely because she's in well, the city she, by 100% herself. Is Absolutely, lonely. which I have to try and remember that. But she really just like latched in and said, "No, we're moving in together. Right. You have a crazy roommate. Why couldn't she just said she's living with a friend? Like, would Serena really pry? Maybe Serena would be like, can we all be friends? Probably. <laughs> Serena would show up. Yeah, and talk so, to the boyfriend. Yeah." Well, Ivy's smart then. She knows exactly what to say to Serena. Right. Um, But so she gives a check. And later on, Ivy then calls the realtor again. Uh, We decide not to move in together. Can I have my check back? And the realtor's like, that check was invalid, which surprises Ivy because she thought this was like her like last ticket to even having a little bit of money. And so the realtor says, you should talk to Serena because I gave her the check when she came to actually pay for the down payment. <laughs> Yikes. So Ivy's super concerned. She's like scrambling around. She goes to see her boyfriend, says, we we need to move to Portland, like ASAP. And he's like totally about it. This is great. A new star for them. So she goes home to pack, but Serena is there. And she calls her out, but yet she calls her out and gives Ivy the perfect story. Oh, yeah, your mom cut you off. This, this We can't stand for this. CC will fix it. <laughs> and Ivy's like, Oh, wow, this is actually working out, but I'm still not working out. But okay, you actually don't know who I am yet. Exactly. And so it's kind of working in her favor, even though she probably just wished that she never did this job in the first place for Carol. And now it's kind of messing up her personal life because Serena's like, you know, we're we're going. 
I need you. I need my my cousin. And we're going to live together. We're going to live together. <laughs> so Charlie Ivy, Charlie Ivy, whoever she is. Should we call her Chivy? Chivy. Chivy. So Chivy. Chivy. That's a great name. Yeah. Um. So Serena, in order to, you know, help Chivy out, she says, Chivy, you need to live with me. <laughs> I love it. I know. It's really fun. <laughs> Chivy. Um, so Chivy goes to tell her boyfriend she's not coming to Portland. And she breaks up with him saying that the reason is because of him, which is so hurtful. And you can tell that she's obviously upset, but she's also like in this mode where like, I got to save myself. So I just got to, I just got to go. Yeah. She's in a pickle with Serena. And yeah. so poor Max is like, wait, I'm just so blindsided by this. I love mm. you. I can't believe it. And she leaves. And so Serena brings the limo around and it's like, we're going to New York. And Chivy is like, I'm sorry. I thought we were just going to like Montecito or something. And she's like, no, my boss actually lives in New York. This is like where she, you know, a temporary job. And now we have to move her back and we're both going to move in together up on the Upper East Side. But also, by the way, we're going to stop at CeCe's and stay with her for a little while. For a little bit, just to relax. And, and I'm sitting here like, oh, shit, now she'll be found out. But no, CeCe actually has met Chivy because mm-hmm. she hasn't seen the real Charlie in probably a long time. So she only knows of Chivy. Exactly. We all- <laughs> <laughs> Charlie is Chivy, like to everyone. Like, that's it. <laughs> Nobody knows Charlie. Is it when you say it Charlotte. like that? Like, Oh, that person's Chivy. It sounds like Stevie. <laughs> it's like there's this new word, Chugi. Did you ever hear of it? I don't, guys, please, all you like youngins, please explain to me what Chugi is because I purposely don't click on those TikToks because I don't want to maybe know what Chugi is. It's like some phrase that the kids are there's saying. There's another phrase. It's like, that's so Chugi. That Krista was saying to me. I'll have to get it when we're done when we're off air. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" She's like, "I don't know. They're all saying it." Yeah, maybe they're it's all. Uh, how old am I? <laughs> they're all saying it. Shugi and Chivy. Shugi Chivy. Oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> um, that is where we end Serena and the Chivy situation. <laughs> we go over to Padge. Padge, what's happening with you, Padge? He's Padge. like he's spiraling a little bit. I feel. Yeah. Um. He's trying to figure out which publisher has his book because he has no idea. His only clue is this check that Vanessa has sent him. Okay, so that check bounced, or was he lying when he called Serena, saying like, "Oh, I'm trying to figure out bank situation." Yeah, because I think I he didn't check. want her to know his novel he is out there. Check. Okay. And yeah, and his and that he has a check. Okay, okay. Um, so he tries to log into Vanessa's bank account. He's trying the passwords, but of course he's not that slick. And so he calls his sister Serena for some <laughs> help. Do you have some scheming tips for me? And she's like, actually, all of my scheming was done by Chuck, so maybe you should reach out to him since Blair isn't really speaking to you at the moment. Right. So Dan uses the Gossip Girl spotted map, which is really funny just looking at it. It's like so old school looking. And he finds out where Chuck is and Chuck is in this dark alley and he's getting willingly beat up by this fight club. This is so season four Ryan Atwood. I know. Except lame. It's way lame. You feel no thing. Nothing. No, no thing. No thing. <laughs> you feel no you thing. You feel no thing. And we also feel no thing for Chuck anyway. Never. We feel no thing. I don't know why my tongue and mouth did that. It's like the word is no and thing, but together no thing. <laughs> I love it. We're just creating so many words today. Um, so he sees him. He witnesses this fight club 
and Dan's like, what the hell's happening? And it gets broken up because Dan interjects himself. And so later on, Dan goes to kind of like talk to Chuck, but Nate's there and he talks to Nate about he saw Chuck fighting and he also has this like huge bruise. He probably should get checked out. So Nate calls the doctor to make a house call. Cause his you know, mom, his mom's concierge. concierge doctor. And Chuck's like, yeah, cool. Let's get the doctor in. I'm not faced by this at all. Later on, Dan asks Chuck <gasps> for some help. What? I just had a thought. What's the thought? It, it might be jumping ahead, though. It's okay. I think the way we're going to get Chuck to feel again mm. is when he finds out that it's his baby. Oh, that's good. That's when the emotion's going to I'm come. I'm sure you're 100% right. And then he'll like <laughs> cry or something, and he'll be like, I feel. Like, I feel he'll, something. He'll like, grab Blair's hand and put it on his heart, and it'll start Aww. beating again. Oh. And we're going to get like that breaking dawn. Yeah. No, not breaking dawn. Yeah, breaking dawn. Part two, when Bella's heart like pumping, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're gonna see Chuck's heart pumping, and you s- you're on my level. That's it. I got it. Cool. We just made up the scene. I love it. Happens. We're starting this season so hard with heavy predictions. Yeah, because we both have predictions. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't. I mean, I again, guys. I know like the like couple of big things that happen, but I don't know how we get there. You don't. Know so it's no, like no I don't thing. know noting. So I can't wait to no see thing. everything. <laughs> No thing. <laughs> um. So anyway, Dan tries to get some uh, help from Chuck, but Chuck, of course, denies him. And Dan then makes the assumption Chuck is trying to do all of this acting out to get Blair's attention. So it's posted on Gossip Girl. And Chuck denies this. He's like, no, I actually don't really care about what's going on in Blair's life. And Dan's just getting heated to like piss him off further. He tells Chuck that Blair's over you. And, like, I was the last one to kiss her before she got with Louie. And Chuck's like, actually, <laughs> I had sex with her before, so screw you. Back off, Padge. <laughs> yeah. You don't know shit. And you see Padge is like, ah, damn. Yeah. So later on, Padge gets wind from Gossip Girl that Chuck is up to no good again. And he's in the alley getting paid, paying people to beat him up. And... Dan, of course, breaks it up again, gets punched in the face, actually, while that's happening. And when they go back, Chuck says, like, I don't feel anything. Like, I am completely numb. I don't care about you being here or <laughs> Chuck or Blair and Louis. Like, I have no, I don't feel anything. And so Dan's, like, Googling. And he finds this is, like, some form of PTSD. And the loss of Blair was so triggering. And I'm like, this is such an eye roll. Was really? It- this what really? he went through last year? Wasn't he also numb? Like, isn't he constantly numb? Oh, with the, like the uh, Geppetto, Geppetto, Giuseppe, Giuseppe, Gi- whatever it Gepetto. was. Uh, on a lighter, like on a different note. Yeah. But every time he ends up with Blair, doesn't he not feel anything? I mean, this one at least he's like nicer because right. he's dealing with Pat. Usually, he's just like in this drunken stupor and he's like, I don't feel anything. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that was like more of a I want to change who I am back, Geppetto Chuck. But right. this is like. I don't know who I am, maybe. But it's all a little tired. Like, when he's not with Blair, he's not really doing much. Well, I think that's the whole point. <laughs> and that's why he has to be with Blair. I guess so. I guess so. But Blair is thriving without Chuck. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys know how we feel about Chuck. But I I just was like, oh, this is kind of like a really big eye roll for me that he... F- 
he has a lot the loss of Blair had to trigger this like that's like the emotion like not your, your mom like telling you I'm not actually your mom no. your dad dying like these traumatic things happening that would change a person they don't have it's losing Blair this it happens. is though because that was the love of his life I know you're right and it's hard because I don't feel that connection well, I don't either so it's hard for me to like sympathize with like I shouldn't say that I do sympathize with like losing the love of your life but you also let her go. So maybe you, because you let her go, you feel right. a little bit like, or maybe you just feel like he, he did that because he felt like if it's meant to be, we'll get back together. They haven't been together together in two seasons in a while. at this point because they slept together, but they weren't together. No, and she, he was with the beginning. Yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, it's so long ago at this point. They weren't together in four. No, they weren't together all, all, all four. End of three was when she didn't show up to the Empire State Building. Right. So, yeah, it's only, it's maybe like season three. And then he fucked it all over, up with sleeping with Jenny. Well, and also, didn't he trade her? Oh, yeah, and traded her. That's when they were actually together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been since season three. So we had about. Wow. So it, it, it's it feels, been a while. It feels, it feels like, I guess, long. But because they had that moment last season where they right. slept together and Right. And he was, they pretty me. much were like, we w- will always love each other. You mean so much yeah. to me, but we just can't get it together. We're toxic. We're toxic. Maybe we should yeah, be less toxic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then Dan's like, yeah, you should go to therapy. And Chuck's like, huh, yeah, therapy. I'm like, you should definitely go to therapy, though. Everyone should be going to therapy. Right. Um, but now that Dan helped Chuck, Chuck decides, okay, I'll help you figure out who the publisher is. And he's like, I don't understand why you can't just publish your book. Wouldn't you want that to happen? And he's like, well, he's like, this is a Charlie Trout situation. I, uh, hmm. I, I wrote a whole satire about all you people and you probably don't want it to come out. And Chuck's like, oh, yeah. All right. So I'll help you. <laughs> I don't want anything to come out of me. Yeah. Um, we have to wrap up Nate's like really boring storyline. I Here we go hate again. This. Here we go. Can we give him something different? No, we can't. It's so bad. Oh my god! Like, give this guy something else. Why does he have to constantly just have sex with random women, like women, or be in a random relationship? And then it, it's just like that's it's just so boring. Why couldn't have he take? I know he didn't want it, but why couldn't he have taken that internship that his mom offered to him? Right. And said now he's going to. Well, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I guess there. so. But anyway, so he he can't keep it up. The poor thing, he can't get it together. It's all in his head. But it's in his head. He's really trying. <laughs> he claims he can't stop thinking about the woman he met in L.A. I'm like, really, Diana? Right, Diana. He doesn't know her name's Diana yet. Right, but he can't stop thinking about her. Like, what? Because she like said, "Ha ha, this is actually my house." Bye. And I won't tell you who might. It's like the mystery of it. He's like so fascinated. Yeah, and was this the and this was the last woman he was with before he came to New York? I'm assuming. Yeah, and they've only been in New York for like I don't know a week or two. Yeah, right. And she's an older woman. Right. I mean, she's very attractive. Of course, I get it. But also, it's like, all right, dude. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. And so he should be concentrating on these internships with school and Anna's trying to help him out. And he has potentially two that he has to choose from. 
And then later on, he's making these pop brownies to like chill out. And he's still desperately trying to figure out who Diana is and her information. So after the doctor leaves to see Chuck, the doctor mentions how he's actually really concerned that Chuck is numb because when you press on someone's ribs, they usually have like a reaction and it doesn't really make any sense. And Nate kind of says, well, yeah, he self-medicates all the time. And the doctor's like, that's really dangerous. So. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's got some drugs that probably aren't even legal in Mexico. <laughs> And Nate and the do- laughs, and the, and the doctor's like, like "Uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> it's not funny, dude. Not funny. It's not funny." And he's like, "If he's on all those drugs, someone needs to babysit him because this is a could be a very dangerous situation." So Nate goes to see his mom, and before he can even walk up to the door, Diana comes walking out of his brownstone, and Nate's like, "Oh my god, you were thinking about me too? How oh. sweet!" And she's like, "Oh no, honey, little naive Nate. That is not true. I was there to see your mother." And she wanted to interview her for a newly acquired newspaper called The Spectator that and she it just was, got. Wasn't it like the wives of, of like, yes. this, something like that? Oh my like gosh, that. I could see it on the captions. On the on captions, the I know. But it wasn't good. It was kind of like slander. Yes, yes. Because um, she she's into this with her the newspaper. She wants it to be like the up and coming I guess, like, gossip, sort of. Right, and so she went to get her perspective of being married to Howie. Mm-hmm. But Anne's obviously not about it, and she kicks her out. So later on, Nate gets Diana's card, I guess, from his mother and calls her back to the brownstone, and they have this ridiculously raunchy scene of them hooking up in the alley, which I'm like, this went on for too long, in my opinion. Just didn't need to happen. We we could have just understood what happened. We didn't need to see it. No, and nothing even crazy happened. And it wasn't even like it was teen sex guys, and that that's why I'm. I, it, I just really, just truly didn't need to see it. I think what they should have <laughs> done is just like push, like they like go into an alley fast, and that's it. That's it. We we, we know we, what we happened. understand. We understand. So after that, they discuss Nate's internship possibilities, and Diana just offers him an internship at the Spectator, and that. Someone who is so persuasive like Nate would be great at marketing or something. And business deals. And business deals. And And then she kisses him. She kisses him. Like, I'll see you Monday. Like, she's confident that he's going to accept this offer. But also she kisses him. Right. So it's like crossing a line. If it's not. Right. Yeah. All right. Lastly, we have to talk about Blair. This is a good stuff. The good stuff. Episode begins with Blair at Dorota's doctor's appointment. And she's pressing the doctor about all of Blair's like secret pregnancy feelings, masking as Dorota's feelings. And then Dorota's like, Miss Blair, I know what's up. You're pregnant. And Blair's like, please don't say anything. But we're pregnant. And they hug. And it's really sweet. We're sisters. We're distant cousins. <laughs> really funny. So later on, Louise's sister Beatrice arrives. And Blair is instantly sickened by her perfume. <laughs> uh, but Beatrice is so excited to just get to know her new sister to be. So the two go shopping and they discuss all of like the traditions of a royal wedding and the lifestyle. And Blair is so surprised that there is so many rules like a mandated dress code. And so Beatrice replies that being allowed to wear what she wants is just a perk of not being the reigning sibling. And she even had a few days in the spotlight and it was exhausting and Blair is just more suited for it. Blair is like, uh-huh. Okay, so they walk up to a hot dog truck (laughs) for a snack, but Blair has to excuse herself to be sick. Later on, Blair is sick again, and she runs upstairs, but Beatrice thinks Blair is on drugs since she keeps disappearing. But then we bring it full circle when we talk about Blair being bulimic. Remember when they touched upon it, or they touched upon it in the books, 
and it was like an ongoing thing. Yeah, and do you remember Shanna told us like it never comes up again? Yeah. On the show, but I guess it came up. It came up like twice since So should then. I just like not ever hold on to William and the Drugs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> William and the Drugs. Shanna, if you're listening. Yeah, honestly, Shanna's an, an, a non-reliable source. So. <gasps> Shnox. I don't know. Wow. Um, but we do talk about the bulimia again, which, okay, we're bringing it all back to- and Dorota- shoots it down but also lets it in a little bit yeah she's like oh well she used to be but she's not anymore and she's not on drugs and she's not on drugs because she's she's way too ocd <laughs> to like be on any drugs she has to be in control so after that be beatrice calls louis to talk about this issue with blair and so they meet up and discuss what beatrice has learned and louis states he already knew about blair's past and she's not harming herself again i, I promise you and who doesn't take it seriously but beatrice is like i will prove it to you that she's still bulimic and throwing up so later on blair is about to snack on some saltine crackers when louis and beatrice um but beatrice and louis come into her room to tell her hey this feast that we had in monaco we're moving it to new york so that you can come we need to talk about the logistics of this this doesn't make any sense i truly don't understand if okay they were supposed to leave on a flight which beatrice pushed back mm -hmm. to leave on the flight to go to monaco but instead they move it to new york so i'm like fine maybe it's a couple of days later it's still the same it's still pretty, day. I'm pretty sure it's the it's same day, if not like the next day. I think it's the same day because pages were running around the same oh, yeah. t-shirt. So it's it's the same day. It's an eight hour and 15 minute flight to Monaco mm -hmm. from New York. Doesn't make any sense. What time did they start their day? 6 a.m., 5 a.m., right? 4 a.m.? Doesn't make any sense. So it's a little. I'm so confused. Either. Yeah. Um, but they, they bring the fees to new york and so beatrice is trying to get a very very nauseous blair to like eat at the feast and blair is having a really hard time until dan shows up and saves the day and comes to tell blair about chuck and this is a good way because now blair can avoid all the food that's at the party so she brings him into the woman's restroom and she tells everyone to get out because she's going to be sick and she doesn't want anyone to know she's going to be sick and he's really confused as to why she's being so nice to him since they had that falling out, I guess, last week for them. And she goes to throw up and comes back out and he clocks her thinking she's bulimic like everyone else. He's trying to tell her about Chuck, which like I'm like irrelevant at this point. He's like, you slept with Chuck. I'm like, who cares? She's always slept with Chuck. Right. Dan, like, get over it. I guess because like it was news to him, and he was like so disappointed that she did, and it really bothered me. I think because he holds her, he's on this he's, weird pedestal. He does, and also the fact that I think he wanted maybe the upper hand of I was the last person to kiss you. Oh, he we absolutely had that. something, mm -hmm. and I don't want to just fester this up. But there's something there, right? He's still holding on to this, yeah, whether he wants to admit it or not, and so him telling Blair like we we but also it's kind of like he's trying to help Chuck like oh we we need to help Chuck he's not doing well he's trying to do this because of you and Blair's like it's not because of me because he gave me the blessing he gave me he told me to be with Louis and he's like oh like he had no idea um but he, so he's like so what's this all about then and she blurts out that she's pregnant and of course at that moment Beatrice opens the door and she hears it 
So Blair runs up to Beatrice and she's like, I, I can you please not say anything? It's so early. I didn't want to disappoint anything, anyone if anything should happen. And Louis doesn't know and nobody knows. So Beatrice does cover for Blair in front of Louis. So you're like, all right, so she's such a nice girl. Sure. But also, how come Louis is not questioning why Padge is always around Blair? I know. And he's he didn't get dressed up to come to this. Like, he doesn't belong there. He walked in. He She goes into the bathroom with him. He's just always there. And Louis has nothing he to say about he, it. He's like, I trust you, Blair. What? I mean, last week you were helping him out because of the article that got out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, he's, like why he, are you he there? Shouldn't, he shouldn't trust Padge. No. So. Uh, but Louis doesn't find out because Beatrice, Beatrice, Beatrice um, withholds the information that she she knows. But then we see she isn't so nice. And she's in the limo with the priest at the feast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he knows Blair's pregnant, but it seems as though her plan is to get Louis off the throne and out of Monica. I'm kind of into it. However she's going to do this. This should be interesting. Because she's always wanted it, but her mother doesn't view her that way. Right. They're not equals. Her son is always the favorite. and So she just wants to get Louis to stay in out of Monaco forever. I guess so she can take over. And she even says to him, like, you didn't even want it all that badly. You're just doing it because it's tradition and Right. And he's also marrying someone who's not, you know, part of the And also she can't use the pregnancy because her mom would be thrilled. Right. So she's upset about that. Right. She's gonna find out. We she's not on the island, is she? I don't think so. I'm a hundred I'm 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 not hundred percent, but I would say no, she's That'd not be on the island. Shitty. Yeah. But like to get him to stay would be like to find out that that's actually not his baby, mm. or it is his. No, I don't know. I take all of that back. <laughs> I'm trying to like come up with a way to get him to stay in New York, essentially, to give up the throne. Right. Um, and so, like many episodes so far, Blair heads to see Padge in Brooklyn. And she tells Dan she's keeping the baby. She's thought about the options, but she's going to keep the baby. She's pretty certain that the baby is Louise because of probability. And Dan's like, well, that doesn't really work out that way. Like, you can't force your genes and, you know, to get give you what you want. And he presses her, you should find out who the dad is, not just for you, for the baby. And then we have such a sweet sweet pair moment and Blair is just afraid that she's gonna lose everything if this baby I guess is Chuck's she really can lose everything and Dan's like well you'll just have me and they like cuddle and it's really really just warm and sweet and delicious it is delicious it's delicious he does like a slight little kiss on the head oh which don't we all love that yeah and just so comforting Yes. And she said, I, you're the only person I can confide and have an emotional conversation with at this point. Which is huge. Yeah. And he's probably loving that. Of course he is. Because <laughs> he needs it too. This guy's got to be so lonely. Yeah. I think so too. That's the end of my summary. It was, I loved that last scene, you guys know. I loved it. And also yeah. the fact when she was talking about that this baby was made from love. love. Mm-hmm. So she. It's Chuck's. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like so firm on this. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. I really hope I'm wrong because I'm being like a butthole about it. <laughs> like, I don't think you're being a butthole. A little pompous. Well, you're confident. Well, because you're, you're also confident that chair is endgame. So you're yeah. like, oh, well, what would be great about this is if they just throw a little kid in there <laughs> in this <Aww>. chair romance. 
Yeah. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with your segments. All right. Hope you had a good break. Going to start out with some trivia. This episode was watched by 1.34 million people. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah. The title is based off the movie Beauty and the Beast. When Dan scrolls through his contacts before calling Serena, several of his contacts are names of Gossip Girl crew members. Talia Mandillo, Nicholas Mavoli, Christopher Nelson, Randy Overland, Patricia Walker, Ramona Wong, and there are also Cece Rhodes, Eric Van... Eric Vanderwoodson and Scott Rawson. I thought that was so funny because, like, obviously Scott Rawson, you will, you know, your brother, your long lost brother that we'll never hear from again. <laughs> oh my god, that's hysterical. Yeah, Scott, Scott. Tish has some few, uh, deleted scenes. She said there are a couple of deleted scenes from this episode. The first one, we see Chuck call the guys back and say, I don't want my refund and nobody will interrupt this time. Another one where Serena is in Ivy's apartment and she holds the bounce check, asking the landlord if Charlie lives here. And he said, I rented it to a kid named Max. Not sure about the girl's name, but that's definitely her and cuts to a picture of Ivy. In the last one, Louis, Blair, Beatrice, Father Cavalia, and all uh, are all talking together. And Blair is saying bye to Father Cavalia. And Beatrice asks, Louis, you sure you don't want to spend a few days at home with them? And Louis says, it's not home without you. Blair then hugs Beatrice, whispers, thank you for keeping my secret. And Beatrice says, of course, I can't wait till you tell him the happy news. Mm. Yeah. We had some music by Foster the People, The World Record, Peanut Butter, Lovesicle. The name always makes me laugh. Rainbow, Arabia, The Wooden Elves, Hot Pipes, and Telegraph Canyon. All right, so Tish has some questions for us. How long do you think Diana will be around for, and how long will she and Nate have a thing? Four episodes. Four more from now. Yeah. Uh, probably three. Three more episodes. What do, you think she, what do you think? I don't know. Why does she... I truly don't know, guys. I know some things about her character, but I don't know why she was seeking out Nate. Well, to get in with his mother. Story. Maybe people have been trying to get the story of Anne. Or maybe she came. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> like, this could be a start of, like, talking about women whose husbands are corrupt in the corrupt world. And so, I don't know. Hmm. Same. Do you think the writers intentionally had Padge be the first person she actually says I'm pregnant to to set up for some more pair? Yes. I mean, selfishly, yes. Selfishly, yes. Uh, Angelina and Will both want to know, how do we feel about the Padge and Chuck broship? I'm okay with it. it. In the sense where if Padge is numb, I can deal with him. Chuck. I mean, when Chuck is numb, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like picturing... Chuck, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm picturing them together. Yes, when Chuck is numb, I can deal with him. Padge and Chuck together are fine. It's like comical a little it bit. It is comical. I mean, when he's like, "I can tickle you," like they're oh my they're, god, they're bantering. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I still like Pete a lot better. Yeah, yeah, than, no, no, I feel the yeah. the energy with them more than this. Yeah, 
Vic says, "Will you? Would you move somewhere if it meant an opportunity for your significant other?" We talk about this all the all time. The mm-hmm. time. <laughs> so it's really hard to answer that because mm-hmm. I'm literally a townie. Right. I have lived in the same place my entire <laughs> life. Didn't go away to school. Right. Same. So I don't know. Aunt and I, we just had this talk about like where we would move. And pretty much I was like, not moving south. Really, really good. Like if I can make it work. Because, you know, New York is... It's hard. New York has issues. I'm not saying New York's perfect. For sure. At all. Definitely has issues with a lot of things. But... Long Island's like the most expensive part. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. But if friends and family are here and I can make it work here, I'm not interested in leaving. Same. But if Aunt... And I said, Aunt, if you got an amazing opportunity then okay, I work from home, so it'd be pretty weird if I was like, we can't go. Right. That'd be bad. That'd be really selfish. <laughs> yeah. No, it would be right. You don't want to be selfish. I know. That'd be really, really selfish. Yeah. Well, Vic knows. I mean, she's she's moved around a lot, so she's definitely selfless. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, do you think Chuck is the dad, and will he find out about the baby soon? I do think Chuck is the dad. I'm very passionate about that. Yes, you are. I don't think it'll be soon i could see a couple more episodes i'm just wondering if it's gonna happen before the wedding if he's gonna find out before the wedding yeah or at the wedding or something right uh what fashion did you like oh i love i didn't have much outfit the citrus the skirt and the yellow shirt and her bright lip i loved that yeah i liked her dress at the event as well the green with the gold i love serena's statement ring in the first scene that we see her it was really cool i like that her blazer oh my god the blazer blazer yes uh beatrice dress was really cool yeah it was cool i like dan's gray i mean the tea was good the tea looked good (laughs) i also learned blair's middle name yeah guys cordelia corn Cordelia, yes. Do they ever Cornelia Blair Blair Cornelia? It's Cornelia. Cornelia. Um, when do they have they ever told us this before? I already knew this, so I didn't remember exactly if they have told us prior that her this that was her middle name. Probably, maybe we saw a birth certificate. It's possible, but I don't know why I felt like this was news to me. <laughs> I she was like, oh my god, I just learned her middle name. Did I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't realize that we haven't we didn't already know yeah. this. Um, that's all I have for my fashion. You too. Yeah. Okay. Some quotes. Yes. I have. I'm not Serena Humphrey. I don't need saving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dorota, just go with it. It only way. I could tickle you. Yes. Um, or you get those weird lips that everybody over here has. I got onion flavored snacks. Onion, funyuns, onion flavored snacks. You could have just said chips. Or like, why couldn't you just get a bag of chips? A regular bag of chips. Yeah. Um, I'd ask how your summer's going, but seeing you're with Chuck, I guess, weird. <laughs> I think that's all I have. I liked, I'm too exhausted to even reprimand your insubordination. Mm. And Blair, uh, friendship is a tenuous term. Now be a gentleman and run run the water. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, all right. MVP and shittiest. I struggled for sure. Yeah, I have mine. You ready? Mm-hmm. MVP on three? Yep. 
Three, two, one, Beatrice. Ooh. Yeah. You like her. I do. She's stirring up the shit. I do. She could have thrown, I know she's playing a long con here because she could have thrown Blair under the bus to get what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm into what she's doing and let's see what you're going to come up with. All right. Um, I picked Louis because, like, he's just a solid choice. And honestly, everyone really annoyed me in this episode. I wanted to give it to so many other people, but then they have, like, a little thing that I'm like, ugh, that was a little shitty. Yeah. So uh, we had two votes for Padge, though. People people like the Padge. Okay. Uh, Shittiest. Yeah. Everyone. But, all right. It's it's not a good reason, but it's fine. Right. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, two, two, one. Serena. I get why you pick Serena. She just annoyed me. She's way too pushy. Way, way too pushy. I know. And I've seen this three times now. And every time I'm like, God, Serena, just yeah. take it back a notch. Way too pushy. Uh, we had two votes for Beatrice as well. Okay. That makes sense. Time for a little Betty of the Week. <gasps> yes. You were total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. Total Betty. Sure, sure, sure. You're a total Betty. This week I chose someone, actually she's been with us for quite a while now, but it was just her birthday on September 7th. Happy birthday to Ashley, baby girl. Ashley, hi. Thank you so much for being with us for as long as you have. We thoroughly get to enjoy hearing from you in the Discord chat. So we just wanted to say thank you and we see you and we hope you had a wonderful birthday and we love that little baby. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Michelle, the title for next week. Is it a doozy? Uh, Is it a doozy? It's, um, I'm trying to even remember. It's meshing. Oh, 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 I remember some stuff. Some stuff is good. Some stuff is good. Okay. All right. So the title is The Jewel of Denial. My three gossip words are three gossip words. Free. Stolen. Results. Oh, my goodness. I know they're very vague. Free? Free, like. Free, free of charge. Well, where I'm free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, stolen. Wow. I I am <laughs> really. Oh. No, that'd be weird. If like Beatrice sets up something that's stolen and like has controversy with her brother, and that's why he can't like, you know, become and mm. what he's doing. Results. I like where your head's at. Maybe they're going to try and steal. No, they can't test. When can you test DNA? Not yet, right? I think they might have. <laughs> they, they might have fudged this. Did a they fudge this? Okay, because I think we're gonna Padge is gonna help Blair steal something so we can test DNA. Mm, okay. From Louis, or maybe Dorota actually. We'll add Dorota into this too. Sure. I would love Dorota Padge Blair, like a triangle and lots of like detective work going on. I would love that as well. But where are they going to do the DNA test? So they're going to have to figure that out. So we so maybe we find out results next week or beginning of four. Okay. Which would leave us like a cliffhanger, a little bit of a cliffhanger. And then the wedding is happening. Not yet. Not yet. But <laughs> All right, good prediction. Also, Serena and 
Chai Veer back. Yes. So what's going to happen? So this, which are people really, going to be welcoming to Chai Veer coming back? I'm sure Rufus will. And I'm hoping we do see Lily because we haven't seen her yet. I can confirm we do see Lily next Okay. Week. I would assume so if Chai V and Serena are yeah. coming back. So it'll be like a reunion of sorts. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you're here. Be like, oh my, I'm some sob story of like, my mom kicked me out and cut me off. And we have to call Cece and Cece will make it all better. Mm. Do we see them go visit Cece? No, we don't. But this is after the math, right? This is after. So Damn. it's been like a week or two. So uh, maybe they won't have to fudge the res- like results. Yeah. Thing. I don't know for sure when they next week if they actually say like how far along Blair is. Okay. So I don't know. And then free, living rent free. Ooh. Chai V will be living rent free. Sure will. And I guess they're getting an apartment. So we'll see a new setting. She doesn't know. She's. I, I do know, but. You do I, know. <laughs> okay, those are all my like. Those are great predictions. predictions. Those are great. Yeah. Okay, so what should we do for an emoji? Vic thinks we should do the throwing up face. <laughs> I mean, we could do pretty that. much work. So why don't we do everyone send us the throwing up emoji? Please send us the emoji. However, with this one particular, maybe don't put it in an Apple podcast. Because <laughs> then it's like you're puking on us. <laughs> oh my God, you're Or so like right. a puking and a laughing emoji. Just like, haha, just kidding. Love these ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's a sample way. That's a, that's a great sample I know, review. I just mocked up one. So if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review, rating us five stars. If you're enjoying the show, it means so much to us. Helps the show grow. We love to hear from you. We really want to hear from you. I mean, really, really. we keep saying this, but it's a little quiet. It has been a little quiet. And we're not sure if it's just because we just started the season. Yeah. You guys have to get your bearings, recording schedule, et cetera. We just want to hear from you that you're listening yes. and that you're liking the show. And we just we, we, we just, just want to hear from just you. Just a little, just say, hey, you know, enjoying the podcast or something like that. We just want to hear from we you. We just want to hear from you. And thank you to everybody who does reach out. Yeah. We so appreciate you. But if you're listening... Just send us the emoji. You can DM us at Total Betty Media. Yes. On Instagram. You could email us three gossip girls pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You could even tweet us at Total Betty. Hell yeah. yeah. We could do it. We're on there. <laughs> right. Comment. We post. Yeah, guys. We We're not post. desperate at all. No, we just want to, s- <laughs> if you listen to the episode, maybe give, you know, a little shout out. Hey, I listened or I can't wait to listen or something like that. We'd just love to hear that you are listening. Yeah. And we sh- see the numbers and we just want to say like, hey, who are you people? Hi. Hi, guys. Send us your questions. Uh, also, last week I received no pictures of cats. Guys, step Come it up. On. I know some of you have cats. Send them to me. I'm not kidding. I really am a cat person. Listening to she cat. really is. <laughs> she really, really is. She really, really is. <laughs> uh, that's all we're going to preach to you about that. Yes. Thank you. And before we go to After Dark, I do have a treat from William. Well, Quails treats uh, Gossip Girl characters as musical instruments. Ooh. So we have Blair, Harp, obviously, classy yeah. and elegant, always at some scintillating and shockingly subdued soiree. Chuck, trombone. Chuck's whole storyline this episode is the human embodiment of a sad trombone sound. Dan, piano. He was playing the right keys this episode and always seems to strike a chord in the hearts of my favorite character. 
Serena, saxophone, golden and shiny. If you have her on your arm, you know you're looking good. (laughs) Nate, French horn, a horny boy who has an obvious connection to older distinguished Europeans. Rufus, guitar, duh. Louis, drum. His heart beats for Blair like a drum, but he's about to get beat out by Chuck's drumstick? (laughs) Ivy, harmonica. Just like Dylan, she was storming New York with a plan to make some money and be around with some famous people. Maureen, oboe. From Maureen to Lindsay Gardner, Nicole Wheeler, question mark. Redheads pull off the oboe better than anyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm living, living, living. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank you all. It's literally always a treat. I can't wait to get your emails every week so I can share them with the world because it's just, Thank it's you. perfection. Well, if you would like to submit an idea for Will to come up with, check the show notes. There's a hyperlink there. Will's treats, you could submit. Maybe Will will pick your idea and provide us with the treats. It's so good, guys. Thank if you, If you have Will. a creative idea, definitely just send it to Will. Will, Will. All right, I think it's time we get on the roller coaster and have to say goodbye to all the others. But if you want to join us for After Dark, we're going. Here we go. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Gossip Girls. After Dark. Sorry, guys. Oh, man, we cracked. We cracked. We cracked. Nooting and cracking. <laughs> Nooting. Nooting. Chivy. <laughs> so many good words yeah. tonight in tonight's episode. But we're in after Tark. Tark. Um, and I feel like the whole Gossip Girl, Dan not knowing about Chuck and then, like, saying, oh, I have to find out on Gossip Girl. But I'm like, bitch, you are Gossip Girl. Well, he has to play it up, right? I know. But why would you but even say that? But it seems like he, like, when he got that message that he, they'd found Chuck's whereabouts, like, the second time, he was, like, so, I'm like, what? The server. You know. It, it has to be. It has to be. It's the <sighs> only thing that makes sense. You yeah. guys were a broken record. Um, But. Did it, it didn't really seem very obvious, except for the fact that we talked about his novel again, which seems to very be gossip girly. Yeah. You know, well, that the whole purpose of it is to talk shit about all these people, which is like, who, and I was like, oh my God, why don't they publish it and, and make the author gossip girl? I was just going to say but that. But then again, then the initials of this Dylan, whatever, for DH, I feel like people would put two and two together that it was Daniel Humphrey. Right. So that's the only reason why I was like, oh my God, wouldn't that be like creative if they just like published it by Gossip Girl? Like the author was Gossip Girl. He's so good. I know. It'd be like Gilmore Girls. Um, (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. How do you feel about season two of new Gossip Girls coming? That's all right. It got picked up. (laughs) It got picked up. I was like, oh, okay. I put in in the Discord, we posted about it, and you just put the emoji of the three, like, like, thinking. "Hmm," Thinking. Just, like, am I, I don't know. Am I super excited? I mean, like, it's definitely not, like, on the top of my list. Well, yeah, and it'll be so long before it comes. We didn't even get the first, the second half yet. We didn't even get the second half yet. So it's like, all right, we have to really wow me with the second half. But, um, you know, good for them. Sure. Okay. Right. You? Yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> Give us more to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, 
I think the other thing I'm, I mean, besides that of like, we'll watch it or whatever, but I don't want them to burn out so fast. Right. But also like don't exhaust, like I don't know where we're going to go. Like this seems like it could be a, a one season show. It definitely could be a one season Unless show. we're totally going to change and go more into maybe the characters and like not the whole aspect of go- Gossip Girl. Right, because I feel like that could get tired, especially with like Kate and like, yeah. what do we do? How long do you keep that up? Yeah. So that maybe that's why my hesitations, I'm like, oh, wow, they're already signed up for a second season. What could they possibly be doing when we haven't even gotten the next six? And But usually second seasons are really good because mm-hmm. everything's established. That's true. You know, it's as we go further on where it's like, Ooh. yeah, they're like, oh, I can't figure out what to do with these people. Yeah. What do you think is the ultimate number of seasons a TV show could have? Five. Five? Yeah. Five or six. Give or take. Give or take, depending. Like, if you have a solid five, you're good. Like, you know when to stop. And you have once control. Ex- yeah, once it exceeds that number, it usually just, they have to keep recycling or finding, figuring things out, or people, like, cast members leave. Like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't have that same feeling. Yeah. So, like, I say, like, five. Five versus six. I think six I, might be pushing it. Five is good. Five is a good number to like, you know, first season is like the the pilot, the start. Second season's when it starts to get really good. Third season's like, okay, we can really hold this up. And then like the fourth and fifth are like, how do we wrap up these people? Right. And that's like, that's a perfect show to me. Yeah. Friday Night Lights has six seasons or five seasons? Mm, I think it's five. I think it might be right. I think I looked this up once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Friday Night Lights has five seasons. See, that's great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to five seasons. Like, that's a perfect amount of seasons. I truly, I don't <laughs> even know how many episodes are in each season. I think it's like a roughly 22. I know the first season has 22, so I'm just assuming based off oh, that. you did more research I, than I, I did. I just wanted Who's to be prepared. I just want to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if you're in After Dark and you don't already know that we're going to do a Friday Night Lights podcast, it's going to launch on November 1st, so... Just stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you for making it to the end of the show. Thank you. You guys are just the best. Yeah. The best family. Send us your cat photos. Mm -hmm. Send us questions. Just send us hellos. Yeah, just say hello. If if you've never said hello, we would love to meet you. Yeah. If we haven't heard from you yet, and listen, I'm someone who listens to podcasts. Never reach out. Yeah. Sometimes I do. But maybe this time you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to reach out today. Yeah. We would love to hear from you. That'd be cool. So please consider. And um, we will be back next week. Yeah. Wow. Episode three already. Episode three. Woo. My goodness. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls. You can find us on all social media platforms at Total Betty Media. If you want to send us an email, threegossipgirlspod at gmail.com. This has been a Total Betty Media Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora.